Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Church Podcast. We're so glad you took the time to listen to this message. This is a special message from our Easter service. We think that you're going to enjoy it. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, here it is. Good morning, church, man. Thank you so much, worship team, for leading us in worship this morning. Hey, that was so awesome. Uh, Welcome once again to everyone who's here. We love you. We're so glad that you tuned in. Um, I have a passage of scripture that I want to read this morning. And I want to get right into it. And so right now, we're going to be in the book of Luke 24. This is the very first Easter Sunday. And so this is where I want to start this morning. And then we'll get into it. In Luke 24, it says this, starting in verse 1. It says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered it, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the woman bowed bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back, From the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other with them who told them, who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the woman because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away wondering to himself what had happened. I want to give our message a title this morning. That's really the title of our theme for this Easter weekend. And our title this morning is Hope is Here. Hope is Here. We're so glad that you guys joined us this morning for Church Online, this special Easter Sunday. I know for most of us, for all of us, um, I think that I can say this with assurance that this Easter weekend, this Easter Sunday is like no other Easter weekend we've ever experienced Um, I'm not sure if you guys feel like this, but one thing I kind of feel like is that Easter sort of just sprung up on us. Like it just came out of nowhere, like all of a sudden it was Easter. And now for all of us, regardless of your background or your belief, um, Easter weekend means something to you. And this morning we're hoping, we're believing that we have people online from all different backgrounds, all different journeys. And now for some of us this morning, you're hopping online. Maybe for you, Easter has always just been a long weekend. Uh, It's been a time to have a day off and maybe eat some chocolates. Uh, If you're a Christian, though, Easter weekend, really, it's the pinnacle of your faith. It's the day that we get together, the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Now, no matter what your background is, no matter what day uh, or how you've ever viewed Easter, the reality is I think all of us are in a similar boat when it comes to Easter weekend this year in this, that this Easter is different than every other Easter ever. You see, for, for a lot of us, for those of us, maybe Easter was all about the long weekend. It was having that day off, that, that statutory holiday. Uh, the reality is this year, for a lot of us, that stat holiday maybe didn't mean anything, right? Like you've been working from home, nothing's really changed. You had um, the day off, but like you're just still at home in your pajamas like every other day. Uh, for some of us, maybe this long weekend, maybe that statutory holiday was a reminder uh, of what you lost. It was a reminder that uh, you no longer have work. 
Now, for, for us, in, us in the Christian world and for churches all over the place, uh, maybe uh, we had something special planned. I know for a lot of churches, they had things planned, big events, and suddenly they were canceled. One thing for us um, at Kingdom Church specifically, uh, we had something special planned for this weekend. Uh, for those who are, are new, you're just tuning in for the very first time, one thing you need to know about our church is that our church, um, our regular services uh, are on Saturday. And uh, the reason they're on Saturday is because we rent from uh, a church and they have their services on Sunday and we're on Saturday. And so in order for us to do something special for Easter, uh, we have to go into the wild per se. We can't do something in our regular spot. And so we have to go and find something. And it wasn't a big deal. We were super excited for it because we were going to do something special. We were going to do something big, just believing that God is going to change lives. And so for us at Kingdom, our plan was that we were going to rent the Landmark Cinema in St. Albert. We were going to have Easter at the movies, Easter at Landmark, and we were just super, super pumped for it. And so three, about three months ago, um, we told our team the plan. We told them that they had, we had rented the place, uh, that we were just believing that God is going to do something big on Easter. Super, super excited. Um, and then kind of as I'm sure we all know, the world just flipped upside down. And so the week that we were about to announce it at church and let kind of the larger body know our plans, uh, that was sort of when the pandemic um, began and really started to take off. And so it was in that moment uh, and, and soon after that we found out that our Easter plans uh, were canceled. And so all that to say, I think for all of us, we're in a boat this year where Easter feels drastically different than Easter's past. You know, Easter is supposed to be a time of hope. It's supposed to be a time of joy, of, uh, of looking forward, of, of believing in new things. But I think this year, and, and I, I hope I'm not alone in saying this, but it just sort of feels different this year. And instead of feeling like there's hope, instead of feeling like there's light, uh, it kind of feels dark. It feels dark this year. It feels like there isn't that hope this year. It's, it seems like all we hear is, is despair and death and bad news. And now some of you guys are saying, I'm not sure why I logged on to church online. This is all quite depressing this morning. I'm just sharing with what it kind of seems like this Easter. And I think if we're being honest, I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way this Easter. And so I begin to, to, to think to myself, I begin to wonder, man, like, is this going to be like the worst Easter ever? Like, like what's going to happen? But it's funny, this last week, what I did in preparation for this weekend is I began to read the passion narrative, what we now know as the Easter story and the story of, of, of Jesus and, and his life and his eventual death. And one thing that I realized as I was reading the story of Jesus, I began to see that the very first Easter weekend it looked a whole lot like what Easter weekend feels and looks like in 2020. And one thing that I began to see as I was reading that story, I began to just see similarity after similarity of what we are going through right now as a people. And what I began to see is for the people that were involved in the Easter story, the very first Easter actually didn't feel like Easter at all. And so what I want to do this morning what I want to do is I want to go into the Easter story and I want to begin to look at it from the perspective of the people that were there. And my belief is that we're going to see in this story that in the midst of darkness, in the midst of despair, hope is still here. Now, one thing I've come to realize is this, and this is what I want us to see. Because I believe this to be true, the, the, the darkness that we're feeling right now, the despair that we're feeling right now, I believe that in everything it's going to make way for something new. This is what I believe to be true. The power of Easter 
has always been in the darkness that came before it. The power of Easter has always been in the darkness that came before it. You see, the joy of Easter was amplified and intensified by the pain and the disappointment that preceded it. God has always worked in the midst of darkness. And so what I want to do this morning, I want to go back to the gospel of Luke, as I just said. But before we get there, I'll kind of give us some context of what's going on. I'll give us some context of what we're about to read. For those who are unaware, the Bible is split into two Testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The New Testament tells the story of Jesus and the church that that came after him. And in the New Testament, there are four books, four gospels. And gospel is just a fancy word for good news. But there are four books that describe the life of of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at Luke's gospel. We're going to look at Luke's telling of the story of Jesus. Now, what we need to understand about Jesus at this time is that Jesus was this person that many people saw as this great teacher, this, this prophet. But the more that people were around Jesus, the more that he began to do miracles, the more that he began to heal people and save people, the followers began to think to themselves, okay, I think this guy might be something more. Maybe this is the one that we've been waiting for. Maybe this is the person that's going to bring us hope. Maybe this is the Messiah. Maybe this is the Savior. But then what happens on Friday of the Easter weekend is that Jesus is crucified. And as Jesus is crucified, he's put to death. And as he's put to death, with his death sort of symbolizes the end of of this movement, the end of this era, the end of this reign of Jesus. Maybe he wasn't who he thought, who we thought he was. And so with Jesus' death on the cross came disappointment and came despair. And so where we pick up our story in Luke 24, it's now Sunday morning, the very first Easter. Luke 24, verse 1, it says this. It says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took their spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb. Now, for most people, if they know anything about Jesus, they know anything about the story of Jesus, they know that he had followers. But for a lot of people, they think the followers sort of just ended with the 12 disciples. Jesus actually had many followers, including many devout women. And what made the women that followed Jesus so spectacular is that the way in which Jesus treated them, the love that he showed them, the respect that he showed them, the equality that they showed him, it was revolutionary for his time. In fact, it's led many people to believe that Jesus was the very first feminist in its purest form. Come on, somebody out there that loves the fact that men and women are equal and Jesus leads the way. Let's go. And so these faithful followers of Jesus, you need to understand this. These guys loved Jesus, not just because of the way that he treated them, but because of who he was. And so when the Bible says that they went very early in the morning to take the spices to Jesus, what they were doing, this was a sign of completion. This was a sign that this was over. The only reason that you go to the tombs and put spices in there was you went to do that in order that the body that was now about to decay did not stink. You see, what would happen is the body would literally just decay until it was bones. And when the bones were just there, the people would collect it and go and put it in a box in order to make room for the next body. And so what you need to understand is as these women were going to the tomb, the reason that they were going to the tomb was an act of closure. It was an act of finality. They were going there to have Jesus' body laid to rest. And so this would have been a moment of despair. This would have been a moment of darkness. But this was also the very first Easter. I want us to see that. And so in verse 2, it says this. 
It says they found the stone when they got there, rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered it, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they're wondering about all of these things, in other words, what's going on? This Where's his body? It says, suddenly, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? And so this is, this is an amazing scene, a weird scene. The women are there. They're there expecting to see the dead body of Jesus, the one that they thought was their savior. They were there expecting one thing. And instead what they get is an empty tomb and some angels. And now the angels, when they're there, they ask a very weird question. They say, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Now I want us to put ourselves in the shoes of these women for a moment. Because what you need to understand is that they were there on Friday night. They were there when Jesus was brutally murdered and crucified and beaten. They saw it all. They saw his dead body. They saw him being put in a tomb. And so when these angels come and they ask this question, why are you looking for the living among the dead? It's a question that does not really make sense. In fact, the tone in which they ask it is almost condescending. Like, what do you think you're doing looking for alive people in a place that is filled with dead people? And so we can imagine the confusion for these women because they're thinking to themselves, what is he talking about? We, we saw Jesus die. We saw his body beaten and buried. Like we saw it all. You see what these ladies were doing with these spices, it was logical, if not practical. That's, that's what I want us to see. What they were doing early that Sunday morning, it made sense. They needed to get the stink away because the body was about to decay. It was starting to decay. And so what the woman was doing, logically speaking, made sense. And what the angels say, logically speaking, does not make sense. Because dead people are in tombs. And that is where Jesus was. But what we need to understand, what I want us to understand is this. What the angels ask is illogical. And what the women are doing is logical. But here's the caveat. What the women are doing is practical and logical only assuming that they didn't have any other information. And what I want us to see, what I want us to understand is that the reason that the angels use this tone, the reason that the angels ask the question in such a manner is because the angels know that these women had more information, that there was more to the story. You see, what many people are unaware of is that throughout Jesus' time on earth with his followers, he told them time and time again, He said, I am going to be killed. I'm going to be handed over, but I will raise again. But what we see in the passion narrative in the Easter story is that when push came to shove, when Jesus actually died, no one remembered. No one remembered his word. No one remembered that he told them this was going to happen. Now, for a lot of us that were sitting there at home right now, we're asking ourselves, well, how did this, how is this even possible? Because if someone told me that they were going to die and rise again, I would probably remember that. But here's the reality of what I believe to be true. A lot of times in life, we simply forget. How many of you guys, where are my married people at at home right now? Has your spouse ever said something to you and you just, you promise and you just believe it? They have never actually said that to you. Like you've never told me that. You did not tell me to go pick that up. And so this huge fight starts. And so we just, for, how many of you guys with kids, right? Like you told, I, I swear I told you to clean up your room and then your kid just forgets. You see, as people, we have a tendency to forget. I think that's a truth. 
Now, a lot of you guys, I can see you right now, you're saying, yeah, that's one thing, but literally, if my spouse told me he was going to die and raise again, I think I probably would remember. But what I believe is this, that tragedy and hard times have a way that make us forget. Hard times cause us to forget. It's one thing to remember, but when things get hard, when tragedy comes, I think our first response is to forget. You see, one thing that happened for me about a year and a half ago is I took a CPR course. And uh, when I was in that CPR course, I remember I learned everything. I learned um, how to do CPR with the chest compressions on the dummy. And I don't think we did mouth-to-mouth because they've outlawed mouth-to-mouth. I could be wrong. Nurses at home, you can let me know. But like, I learned everything. I remember I learned how to bandage up wounds and wraps, and I got queasy because like, I was just pretending to do it, even though there was no blood. That's how weak my stomach is, but how powerful my mind is. Uh, and I just, I learned everything. But the reality is, like, I, I took the course. I have the certificate. I'm certified. But can I just tell you guys the truth? If any of you guys are ever choking and I'm in the room, like, I'm not going to know what to do. In fact, I'll probably forget I even took CPR because what happens in life is that hard times, tragedy, actual real-life events, when they happen as people, we have a tendency to forget. And so if you're choking, I'll probably just start smacking you on the back and I'll just look for my wife because she's a nurse and I'll say, someone help. Even though I've heard everything, hard times cause us to forget. And so what happens for the people in this story with the followers of Jesus They forgot. They forgot. And what happens for us as people, I think, in life is that when we forget, when we forget the processes that we put in place, we go back to default mode. Because I I know this to be true. I think there are people out there through this whole pandemic, man, we've said to ourselves, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be filled with hope. And maybe you've even been giving advice to your friends, sending them inspirational messages. But then all of a sudden you lost your job. All of a sudden, you don't have that income anymore, and suddenly all those things that you knew are now out the window because hard times cause us to forget. And so what happens in life is that when hard times cause us to forget, every single one of us has a default mode. And what our default mode generally is is logical and practical. The woman, Jesus was dead, so they went back to logic. Well, when someone is dead, we go and put spices in his tomb. Now, for us and whatever we're going through right now, let's be honest. Our default mode, our logic mode, when things hit the wall, when life gets turned upside down, when the world goes crazy, our default mode is worry. And so when we look at the news and we see the numbers, our default mode says, I need to worry. I'm not sure you've seen the death count. I'm not sure if you've heard, but the economy is never going to rebound from this. And so you better believe I'm going to worry. And I'll just be honest with you right here, right now. If all we have is what is in front of us, the numbers, the news, then worry and fear is what is the most logical and most practical solution. But here's what I want us to say on this Easter Sunday. What if there was more information? What if we had a message? What if we had something? What if we had someone to let us know that there's something more? The angel says, what are you doing looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered his words. What happened in that moment, the angels reminded them. 
They said, yeah, I understand why you're here. I know it makes sense, but guess what? Remember what he told you. Remember what he told you. Remember he said he's going to raise again. There's hope. The story doesn't end with darkness. Remember, and the Bible says, then they remembered his words. Then they remembered his words. Now, for some of us right now, I said it off the top. Maybe this feels like the worst Easter ever. Maybe it feels like there is no hope. Maybe it feels like there is no end in sight. How how could this end other than in despair? But what I came to do this morning, what I believe my mission is this morning, it's to remind you that there is some more information. It's to remind us that there's more information. I want to look at the book of John for a second. This is one thing that Jesus said to his disciples leading up to when he was about to be crucified. And I believe he says the same thing to us. He says, I tell you all of these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. Now, now what's so interesting is what Jesus is saying, he's saying in this world, you will have trouble. The reason I'm telling you this is so that you have peace. Now, some of us are like, that doesn't really sound peaceful, Jesus, that I'm going to have trouble in hard times. But I think the beauty and the reality of what Jesus is telling us here is Jesus is letting us know, and I want to speak this into your heart, whatever you are going through, however hard this season has been, guess what? Jesus was not taken off guard. He's not surprised. He he knew this was going to happen. This pain that we're feeling, this desperation that we're feeling, guess what? He predicted it. And the reason that he tells us to have peace is because what he is letting us know is that he's in charge. Can I encourage you guys this Easter weekend, whatever you're feeling, there is more information. God is in charge. Jesus is still on the throne. But guess what? The verse doesn't end there. He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Whatever we're going through, whatever you're feeling right now, guess what? Jesus has overcome. And and the beauty and the reason he tells us hard times will come is because if Jesus told you that it would always be good, guess what? You wouldn't follow him because he'd be a liar. Because the very first time you went through heartbreak, the very first time you experienced death, you experienced disease, you experienced despair, you would say, Jesus is a liar. But Jesus says, guess what? In this life, you will have trouble. But here's the beauty. There is something more. There's more to the story. It does not end with death. It does not end with despair. And so in the same way that the angels reminded the woman, I came here, I believe the Lord sent me here to remind you that Jesus has overcome. So look at this. If hard times cause us to forget, this is what I believe to be true. The story of Easter and Easter in itself helps us to remember. Easter helps us to remember. Easter puts things in perspective and it lets us know once a year, and I just believe that it came at such a time this year to let you know that whatever you're going through, whatever darkness, Easter helps us remember that Jesus is not there. He's not in the grave, he's overcome. And because he has overcome, you can have peace. You can have life and life abundantly. How many of you guys need a reminder this morning? If you're awake in the comments, say amen. And I know for a lot of us watching on Facebook right now, how many guys are thankful for the birthday reminders? Anyone ever like, 
Just like, I can't believe I miss my, my brother or my, my mom. Hopefully not your spouse, because that's deeper issues if you don't know their birthday. Uh, but like the Facebook reminder, just saving relationships. In the same way, sometimes you need that reminder. Easter, this message this morning is the reminder to every single one of us, whatever you're going through, however dark it is, Jesus is on the throne. He's not in the grave. He's resurrected. He's overcome. There's more to the story. We serve in a, live, a, li, a, a living and risen king. And so the angels remind the woman, and the women are so overjoyed, and they have this moment, and they say, oh my gosh, how did I forget? He told us. He, he predicted it. And so the Bible tells us they were so happy that they went and told the other disciples. Like, like guys, you're not going to believe it. Jesus has risen. He's overcome. He's on the throne. He's alive. Look what it says. Verse 11, because... You think like the disciples are going to be pumped too, right? Like, oh yeah, like I remember. Verse 11 says, but they did not believe the woman because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like you saw some things, but I'm not going to believe you. This sounds like nonsense. Now the Bible says, Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, but even he went away wondering to himself what had happened. In other words, he didn't believe. And so the women, they have this story, they have this message of hope that, that Jesus has overcame and they went and they told the other followers what the Bible says that they didn't believe. Now, the reason I'm telling you guys this right now is because I know there are people listening, there are people watching, tuning in right now and saying, I understand. I've heard the Easter story my entire life. I know that Jesus rose again. You're not saying anything new to me, but I still can't believe. I still can't believe things are gonna get better. I still can't believe that hope is on the horizon. I can't believe hope is here. Can I tell you something? Guess what? If that's you this morning, if you struggle with believing, if you struggle with having hope, if you feel like fear is still overcoming you, guess what? You're in good company because the disciples felt the exact same way, even after they got that information. And so right now, I wanna encourage you for every single one of you, I gave you that hope, I gave you that information that says Jesus has overcome the world and you still don't feel it, guess what? You're okay, because you're in the same company as the disciples. But what I love about Easter and what I love about the disciples and I love about the story is that the story still doesn't end there. And so the Bible says that the disciples didn't believe. And so it says this in verse uh, 19 of John 20. It says that Sunday evening, still that first Easter, it says the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. And so I want to paint this picture because what the Bible is telling us, instead of being filled with joy, not only, listen to this, not only were they not filled with joy? Not only were they not filled with hope, they were scared. And they went and they locked themselves in a room and they said, we're not gonna leave this place because we are filled with fear. Now it's funny because off the top, I told you this Easter Sunday in 2020 sort of feels a whole lot like Easter, the very first Easter Sunday. How many of us are in our houses right now, locked down, afraid? You're in good company. Because it says the disciples, we're doing the exact same thing. You see, one thing I've realized is this, because for so many of us, we've heard this many times, 
I've heard the story of Jesus. I've heard that he loved me. I've heard that he died for me. But what I believe to be true is that there is a whole big world of difference between hearing something and experiencing something. And so the disciples, they had heard it, but they still hadn't experienced it. But I want us to see what happens next. It says, suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. And he said, peace be with you. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. And the Bible says they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. It's funny, off the top, I told you guys the plan that we had for Easter. And our plan for Easter this year, man, was to bring everyone to, to the landmark cinemas, to get everyone in the theater. And I was going to tell everyone in the theater, make sure you don't recline when I'm speaking. I need you to pay attention. And it's so ironic because most of you guys are now watching on recliners or in bed, perhaps with no clothes on. But listen, we had this story, we had this plan. And our plan for Easter was to get everyone to come to a place and to experience Jesus. And we thought by our plans, man, like we're going to make a big difference. And then suddenly everything was canceled and we were filled with disappointment. But as I read this story, can we go back for just a moment? What I began to see, I began to see the similarities between the first Easter and this Easter. You see, the very first Easter again, it tells us that the people were hiding. They were afraid. They were locked in their homes. How many of you guys are here in a, your home this morning? Maybe the door is locked. Maybe you're filled with fear. But the beauty of this story and why I love this so much, it says that Jesus showed up in their midst. And I just, I felt this in my spirit this week, what Jesus came to tell you this morning in your living room, in your house. He said, there's a reason that church is online this week. There's a reason we're not going anywhere. And the reason is this, because maybe you've heard stuff in the past, but this Easter, I wanted you to experience it. This Easter, I want to come to you in the midst of your home and say, peace be with you. And so I want to speak to you online right now because you know exactly who you are. And you know this morning, had this experience not been online, you wouldn't be here. You know for a fact, if this had been in a place, if this had been in a church, if this had been in a theater, you would not be here. Guess what? Jesus came to tell you that this is exactly what the plan was all along. I needed you to be at home because just like the very first Easter, I'm coming here into your midst and I want to let you know that peace is with you and joy is coming, and that the story is not over. Hope is here. Hope is here. And so I want to encourage everyone online right now, if you're watching, in this moment, I believe that Jesus is speaking to our spirits. And I believe that there are people here this morning that Jesus wants to resurrect some things in your life. Jesus wants to give you hope this morning. Jesus wants to give you healing, and he has come into your home to do that. And if you're watching this morning online and you've never given your life to Jesus, guess what? This morning he's saying now's the time. In the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of this mess, I want you to make this decision for the very first time and I want you to do it in your home when it's just me, it's just you. And so right now as God is speaking into our hearts, we want to give you the chance and the decision to give your heart to God right now. I believe he's speaking to you. You know exactly who you are, you know what it feels like. It's that, it's that little knock, it's that silent voice. He's saying, I love you. He's saying, peace be with you. 
If you wanna give your life to Jesus right now, it's super simple. All you're gonna to have to do is just repeat after me. It's a very simple prayer. Just say, dear Jesus, I need you. I need you now more than ever. I give you my everything. I give you my wins and I give you my sins. I pray today, God, that you make me a new creation. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, why don't we pray this all together? God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much that you show up in our midst, that you show up in our houses, God, and that you're speaking to hearts even today, Lord. I pray that you give us peace. I pray that you give us joy, and I pray that you turn our hearts around. We love you, Jesus. We pray all of these things in your name. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to that message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you want more information, if you'd like to visit us in person, head over to our website, kingdomchurch.ca, and plan your visit today. We can't wait to meet you. Until next time, take care.